Bad Bunny, a fan approaches him, super fan. He's just not having it. He grabs her phone and threw it, I guess, into the water. These superstars are people. But then we also talked about the flip side of that, of like, you signed up for this with your 10 billion streams, motherfucker. <laughs> One more time show. This is episode number nine, sponsored today by Atlanta United, me and Ben's favorite soccer team based here in Atlanta. The MLS is the most prestigious football league, I think, in the world, right? As far as I know. <laughs> as far as you know, and as far as I know. Yeah. Totally. In all seriousness, though, I had like a run, bro, where I was going to like every United game. Like when they first started. They're so fun. It was the hype oh, yeah. in Atlanta. Everyone was so jazzed to have an MLS team. Like who would have thought we would just be like, so gung-ho about Who would have thought our soccer fans would be so tight? Like we have, there's so many chants. You go there and everyone knows like 10 different chants. It's a whole culture. It really is now. It's wild. Too bad we kind of suck ass now and we're losing our whole team. Like I said, I had a run. That run is over. <laughs> yeah. I have not since followed the MLS nor Atlanta United. That's the only game I can say I was at a championship where my team won, technically. It's a championship. So what's been going on this week? I know we have a lot to cover in this episode. Yes. What's been happening this last week? Well, major headline for sure, sticking in the sports world, is DeMar Hamlin. We're all praying for a speedy recovery. Millions of people were watching Monday night where he made a tackle, and I guess the helmet of the guy he was tackling hit his chest, and he collapsed. He stood immediately back up, or he, he was down, he got up, and then he immediately collapsed, which is, and it was a, a cardiac arrest. Every coworker of mine brought it up you know, the day after yes, and they were all talking about it. And I mean, the way that it was handled, I guess on TV was a big like point of contention, right. Of like, how do you, like, there's no playbook probably for the producers of like the NFL, you know, TV to understand like, how should we handle this? Yeah. They had decided to, you know, essentially cancel the game and they're still deciding on if they're going to reschedule it, what's going to happen. There's a lot of fantasy leagues in limbo. It's like championship week. So it has a big uh, impact. Yeah, but even like the way that the TV broadcasters had to handle it, right? Like, do we show it? Right. Do we cut to ads? Right. Do we talk about it not knowing what's actually fucking happening, right? Because like no one knew what was going on really, you know, because I think they were like crowding around him trying to like hide the scene. I mean, this is all like hearsay. I didn't even watch clips of it. Uh, but I mean, you were obviously like, you know, witnessing it real time. Yeah. They rushed out to him immediately. And I even read an article from some heart doctors who were saying, you know, they recognized what they think it was. And for every like minute that went by, if with him not getting CPR, his chances of survival go down like around 10%. Holy shit. Every one minute. Wow. So shout out to the NFL, at least having a good medical staff. They obviously rushed out there real quick, praying for a recovery. He's already um, moving hands and feet again. Apparently the, one of the first things he asked was, did we win the game? Oh, that's <laughs> a good. true competitor. Yeah. You gotta love that about you him. Do, for sure. You do. Yeah. It, it sparked a conversation with me and my neighbor who also has like a young kid, you know, obviously I've got Oliver seven months old. And I mean, the, the conversation was around like, do you want your son to play football? Like, should he be interested? Like, obviously I'm, like I mentioned, not a huge football guy. I'm more of a basketball and tennis kind of guy, but the question remains of like, how do you 
handle that as like a parent, right? Like, do you want to have your kid get into a football, you know, like sport, right? Given the the dangers that it's, you know, presenting, whether you take something like that, where someone at the highest level who clearly like understands like the fundamentals of the game and like how to do things correctly, hopefully to avoid injury. But then you have all these like CTE cases where it's like brain damage. Concussions, and, man. Yeah. It's tough for sure. So they um, are making a lot of strides though. Like obviously the concussion protocols have changed a lot. They're very like particular. If someone gets a concussion, they're, they they got to sit out. They have to pass um, some rigorous, you know, kind of tests to be cleared to play again. And in this case in particular, this was like almost a freak accident. It's a thing where like your heart, there's like every beat, there's like this tiny itty bitty window where if it gets hit at the right spot at the right time, a perfectly healthy person could go into this, whatever it's called. It's like two C words. I can't remember what it's called. And it could, uh, it could kill them, but it's actually more common in baseball and hockey and lacrosse than it even is in football, I guess, getting hit with a ball or a puck, oh, um, the blunt force okay. trauma to the chest. And it's, it's even more rare in adults cause your rib cage hardens. So it's, you know, it's more dangerous for kids, but like it, the fact that it happened to this guy at this level is like insane. Yeah. And I mean, I, I still do think about like, there's very few sports where the primary goal is to like hit someone basically as hard as you can. For sure. You know? Yes. So like there is something to be said for like, similarly speaking, like would I rush to sign my kid up for MMA? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like UFC fighting at a young age. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's like, I, I don't want to be like that helicopter dad, right? That like doesn't let the kid fucking skateboard and you know, yeah. whatever, right? Cause like I was clearly doing dumb shit as a kid, but like- it did kind of bring up an interesting like dialogue between me and my neighbor friend. You know, we were both talking about our young kids and it was like, what, what do you think you're going to do? Like, should he show, you know, interest in playing? I don't have any children, so it's kind of hard to say, but I feel like I would let my children do what they wanted. Yeah. I think there's medical, medically, you know, we're at a great spot with most advanced we've ever been. The rules are changing in these games and you know, like little injuries here and there, they kind of shape people. I think get rough, getting roughed up, you know, here and there, like a little bit of that yeah. can be good for character and whatnot. I guess I just don't know enough about the statistics, but I'm pretty sure they're overwhelmingly in favor of like football being one of the most yeah. like traumatic to the end user, right? Sure. <laughs> like to for the sure. players. At but, least there's a lot of rules now, you know, people like targeting, going for the head. You can't do stuff like that anymore. So for sure they have made strides at least for sure. Well, speaking of violence, another okay. one of Gucci Mane's artists oh, has man. found themselves in legal trouble. We got Matt Critter arrested on first degree murder. Free Matt Critter, man. I guess <laughs> I don't know anything about the case. This is kind of breaking news, at least to me, like is it me though, or does Gucci Mane have it either the worst luck with signing artists, or is it just a result of like the type of artist that Gucci finds himself supporting? I think you have a trap label, so it's already you're setting yourself up for this. And then I think on top of that, he's also been like one of the unluckiest for sure. <laughs> yeah, like, right? He's having a tough time as a label head. Yeah. Because you like got Fujiano, Pusha you got Hot Boy West got arrested last year uh, in Texas. I mean, this guy's not having much luck as a label head. Yeah, his label investments have probably seen a very shitty ROI. <laughs> like when you go, when you go behind bars, like we've talked about before, it's like there's only so much money you can generate, right? So whatever money he shelled out 
to sign these artists, he's taking a lot longer to recoup that money, if ever. It's a long Depending on like where these cases go. Because I mean, Foo is still locked up, right? Mm-hmm. Pooh Shiesty still locked up. Yep. Matt Critter doesn't sound good, once again, from the headline that I read. So there was three of them in a car and- a witness says they all shot this guy and killed. They like beckoned him over. A witness says they all shot him and killed him. And um, they don't know who killed him exactly, but the, one of the guys that got arrested, they like accidentally let him out for some reason. And then they found him and got him again. But I guess his lawyer, people are speculating that that's why they were all denied bond. Cause like, okay, we fucked this up once. Let's not <laughs> let these guys out this time. So because of their mistake. Yeah. It seems like that's seems potentially harming Mac. So, but I will say this, who do you want as a label head that can help you figure out how to make money behind bars than <laughs> motherfucking goo That's facts. He's the one. He's, he's had some experience there. Tried and true, man. Battle yeah. tested. He's a veteran <laughs> when it comes to monetizing behind the state penitentiary bars. He's probably got Mac already working on the first day out song. Or just a mixtape, <laughs> uh, you know, from jail. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, I think I heard someone else talk about this, but it's like, should labels be, and I know Gucci's an interesting one, right? Because he's also an artist, but like, should labels in general, should they have stipulations in the contracts of like, shit goes sideways, you're locked up, I'm going to need that money back. Do you know what I mean? Like, should there be some sort of like terms and conditions in the, in the label contract? Especially for high risk clients. It, I mean, you think about it as like an insurance company, right? Yeah. The, the riskier the investment, the higher your fucking premiums are or whatever, <laughs> like the terms are in insurance, right? Like yeah. I, you would have to think that the same thing exists or should maybe, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if Gucci would do that. I feel like he, he probably wouldn't. That's yeah. why I said he's kind of an interesting, but you know, take a high risk artist from a like violence and like, you know, street perspective, right. That signs to a major, right. Directly, right. Like just signs to Interscope or whoever it might be. Should that label cover their ass a bit, right. From a business standpoint, I think they probably should, but you know, if they, they claim to be family and we're, you know, we were looking out for you and stuff like that, but you know, we all know it's about the dollar at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, there was also talk about like, should they, um, include, uh, beefier security, uh, investments along with the label deal. Right. Because once again, if you're insuring something, you'd probably want to make sure, I mean, just like if you're getting home insurance, I think they ask you like, do you have an alarm? Mm -hmm. Are your deadbolts working? Like whatever the fuck, like questionnaire they do. How likely are you to get jacked? Exactly. (laughs) Right. Same thing with the artist, right? You have a dog. (laughs) Yeah. How likely are you to get in some shit? And should we surround you with a higher security detail, right? To avoid, once again, like this is their inventory, basically. It's their, their product that's just floating around in the streets, right? Like, so you'd want to probably protect the crown jewel, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. It's an interesting debate. And I, you know, I hope that Matt Critter's case works out however it, you know, needs to. Yeah. And I hope Gucci on the next one, bro. I really just hope Gucci uh, gets some <laughs> blessings, man, this year. He needs it. I yeah. feel like. <laughs> because he does seem like, once again, like someone who's kind of turned his life around, you For know? Sure. So it's like, I love that he's still like supporting and signing talent that maybe reminds himself of like a young him, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's wanting to maybe change their lives as well, but he's really gotten the shit end of this stick. Yes. Speaking of organized crime. I don't, did you see that this morning El Chapo's son got arrested in Mexico? I saw only a headline. Do you know much about like what? I don't know much. I know it's still developing, but he is part of a cartel, clearly. It's the Sinaloa you don't say. cartel who have like 
almost equal or maybe more power than the government. I don't know. But I know that things, as we speak, are escalating. I've seen vehicles on fire. I've seen shots getting fired. I've seen- Meaning like, is that hypothetically that the cartel is like fighting back in- Majorly. Basically, yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh, dude, they're not going to stop until they let this guy out. Like it's going to cause all types of problems for the Mexican government, man. Holy shit. It's wild. We don't think about how good we have it here because they are so powerful relative to the government in their country. And, and just insane. to the armed forces, right? I mean, like- They have I, their own armed exactly. military. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't fuck with the cartel. No. Dude, <laughs> it is interesting, man. Like, I feel like we have such a fascination, though, here in America with the cartel culture, totally. right? Whether it's Narcos, the TV show- Watched all of it. Pablo Escobar and, you know, freaking that whole storyline. Love Ozark. Ozark. I mean, you take uh, Scarface, yep. right? Like, we love that shit. We do. So something about it. It's just interesting. It's like cartel porn for us. You know what I mean? Like we love that shit. I'm into it. Yeah. It, I'm not sure like what, I don't know. I guess it's just the like psychology of just drugs and murder and danger. And yeah. And it's like smart crime. Yeah. There's something cool about how it's organized and they have this system of checks and balances. And it's this well-oiled machine until it's not. Yeah, and I do think that we like it because we're an arm's distance away from it. Yeah, because we're not in Right, that, I'm not sure. sure that the, you know, average, like, television and movie watcher in those regions finds it as sexy. I mean, think about all the murder documentaries and, like, women, you guys love your murder shows, but thankfully most of you are non-murderers. So Yeah, that's true. At least yet. So- Interesting segue here, but, you know, speaking of Latin genre, one of the top artists in the world, we're, Bad Bad Bunny. We're working our way through this. Yeah. Nice. This is good. We got some interesting twists and turns yeah. in, this, in this narrative here. <laughs> but anyway, that was, that was a poor one. But hey, so Bad Bunny, basically there was a video that went viral. I don't know if you saw it. I did. A fan approaches him, super fan, and he's just not having it. Yeah. Throws his phone in the ocean or she's, something? She's <laughs> like, doing like selfie style while he's walking, gets in front of him. Oh my God, look at my bad bunny. And she grabs, he grabs her phone and threw it, I guess, into the water. You can't really see it land in the water, but he definitely tossed it away. Yeah. And so, you know, you and I kind of started talking about that, you know, off camera. And it was basically around the fact of like, what's too much? Yeah. Right. Like these superstars are people. Yes. They deserve some level of privacy and, you know, personal bubble, right. When they're just living their life. But then we also talked about the flip side of that, of like, you signed up for this with your 10 billion streams, motherfucker. Right. I mean, who'd you think was going to come up to you? Just yeah. one person out of every thousand? Like, no, you're going to be, you know, probably consistently approached. People are going to want to constantly get pictures and we're going to want to constantly get videos. We're going to constantly hug you, touch you, you know, what I talk to you. You're the right? highest streamed artist in the world. You make the by most money shot. touring by an even higher long shot. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're that guy. So, so yeah. it's like, do you, do you feel bad? I guess is my question for I, superstars that have to deal with this sort of attention. I absolutely feel bad for him. Um, I mean, wow. obviously he makes plenty of money. I do feel bad for him. And I think he just snapped. I don't think what he did was right. Shouldn't throw, he probably lost that person as a fan forever. So even just from that standpoint, that's not good. He probably lost a lot of fans from the video being leaked. I think he, I think he's probably been dealing with that for a long time. And this was kind of like the capitulation point where he was just like, I'm so fucking sick of this. Get this shit out of my face. And he doesn't seem to be showing any remorse for it either. I think he was defending what he did, 
right? I think in his response. Yeah. I, once again, you know, I, I would lean on if, if you saw something like that, but yeah, I mean, to your point, I do think that they are people, they deserve some level of like human rights, right? Where it's like, you shouldn't be harassed. You shouldn't be, you know, once again, like if this was a normal person, I don't know like what the legal situation is of just like, if people are like constantly bombarding you, if you can like, you know, there's like restraining. You're not allowed to grab their phone and throw it in the water. I can tell you that. that. You can't probably do that. You're not allowed to do that. The retaliation side of things probably wouldn't, wasn't a good look, but yeah, I I don't know, man. I mean, for me, you said you feel bad for him. I'm going to take the opposite side. I'm going to say, I really don't. Yeah. Um, I do think that like, unfortunately becoming a public figure of any sort, politician, musician, athlete, whatever the fuck you want to be content creator, influencer, whatever, like putting yourself out there. And, you know, I think that just comes with a certain level of understanding that you're not going to be treated like someone who's behind the scenes that the public, you know, I is not aware of. Right. Yeah, so it, it reminds me of, you know, Kanye smacking a camera out of the paparazzi's hands back in the day kind yeah. of thing. And a lot of people felt bad for him, but a lot of people felt bad for the poppy. So <laughs> it's, that's a tough one for the sure. Good old poppy. I think the correct answer is in the middle somewhere, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, something we did talk about, you know, speaking of kind of just like content, we talked about this and we kind of want to get everyone's opinion. Like we go back and forth, man, on like the quality versus the quantity debate, right? Like we got off a call earlier. We're looking to build out the team here. Henry and I are sick of doing everything ourselves. So shout out to a young man who reached out wanting to be a part of the one more time team. Super dope. We've actually had a bunch of people reach out, but this guy came correct. Yes. The the email he sent and the follow-up was just like exactly what we were looking for. Hyperlinks and bold text in the and, email. Like, and perfect right. subject lines and signatures. And it, it was just, it was great. So yeah. his, his point was basically like, Hey, let me help you, you know, increase your output. Let me help yeah. you increase the quantity. Right. Mm-hmm. But he did make a point of like, while maintaining a certain degree of quality. Right. Right. So I guess my question to you would be, what are you most in favor of? Like, even just for our brand, right? Like, are you a quality guy? Like where you'd rather, you know, put out the highest quality content, even if it sacrifices quantity, or are you like, Hey, let's, let's sacrifice a little bit of the quality to double our output. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm kind of on the side of clearly both are important to anyone. They are both important, but I'm kind of, uh, kind of with Gary V on this one, man, going back to Gary, he says, quantity is objective. You put out this many posts. That's a finite, it's a number, it's data. Quality is subjective. And especially with the rise of things like TikTok, who they, these people don't really prefer the high quality, super overproduced, clean looks. The shit that's going viral are selfie style people and shitty lighting being themselves. So if I had to pick one, and we, I think we need to do a better job of this. We talked about it. I think it's definitely the quantity has to come first. Agreed. Because I think that to your point, what we think's good, the internet doesn't even seem to always agree. That's correct. We don't know shit. We don't. <laughs> That's why you got to put it out there and you get more data by putting more stuff out. Something might hit that you didn't think and then, oh, cool. But if you're, you know, slowing the process down, it's just less data. It's less things to go on. So we've, we've had multiple videos that no offense, I thought were shit and weren't <laughs> going to do well that the internet disagreed yeah. and made them go viral for our standards. Uh, and shit right? that we took forever getting perfect that flopped. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All the time. Yep. Yeah. All right. Last little thing. How about this? Before we get out of here, it's a new year. 
You have a favorite album of last year? Let's go with our favorite albums of 2022. Oh, man, man. There were some pretty good projects. It was an okay year. I think it was improved upon uh, from 2021, Mm -hmm. to be honest. Slightly. I was pleasantly pleased to receive a new project from the Coke rapper legend himself, the king of Coke bars. We got Pusha T's project, It's Almost Dry. I mean, it was just beautiful seeing him back in his element, you know, saying bars about cocaine that you thought he'd repeat, but they're just fresh and innovative. I really like the production on that. He never ceases to amaze with the way that like his style of rhymes and performance is married up with the producers that he works with. Right. I mean, you got Pharrell all over there. I mean, it's just, it's a high quality project. It's nominated for a Grammy. Best hip hop album. I agree with that nomination and you and got I, him to win. And I, and I think it was one of my favorite projects of 2022. One of my favorite projects is not nominated and got snubbed in my opinion. Our boy Jid with the forever story. I love that fucking project, man. This guy just knows how to put songs together, how to tell stories, how to rhyme in new ways. I was a big fan of the forever story and he's still early in his career. Can't wait to see what this guy does, man. Honestly, looking forward. And another big honorable mention to Metro. He came out too late to make the Grammys, but shout out producer albums, man. This guy is just absolutely crushing it. We talked to TP about it in an interview. I love that album, man. It just, this, when a producer puts an album together, I feel like they just have the, they already have the producer brain so they can really, they just break it down different, you know, something different. Yeah. About it. I think my favorite part about what the Metro rollout has been has been the fact that he included all the instrumentals yes. as like the B side of the project essentially. Yes. And TikTok has been going bananas with the beats. With the beats and just editing like Walter White breaking bad clips all over the villains. It. Exactly. Which like, plays into the heroes and villains. Yeah. It's like amazing. genius rollout. I don't and I, I don't even think that he actually planned that. Once again, in an interview he said he did not. No idea if that's cap. But well, regardless, he, he put out the beats. No, but I'm saying hoping like, that someone would do something at least, right? I don't know. Yeah, I why guess. do you put them out? Yeah, no, that's fair. That's Clearly, fair. thought it was a good idea because that's that's not normal. Yeah, know? but he's the producer. I he, know, and he's the executive producer. He did all the production, so he owns all the beats already. He can do that. Yeah, it's beautiful. Love well, it. that's all the time we have today, folks. Yep. Another one more time show in the books. As always, please like, comment, and subscribe. Shout out to the Atlanta United, our beautiful sponsor for this week's episode. Arthur, we'll, we'll be in touch. Yep. We got a call tomorrow. Yep, for sure. Until next week, what are we doing? Getting out of here. Getting out of here. Peace. Oh, that shit, like one more time.